TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic Show. TalkZone.com is Mr. Announcer Man. Just told you thank you so much for joining us here on a semi-adequate, if not slightly beautiful Wednesday. Here with the fine city of Chicago, wherever you are, I hope the weather's a little bit better than it is here. TalkZone.com, Two Guys at a Mic. We'll be talking sports and more with you right up until 11 o'clock. We'll get off the sports page a little bit today. We do have a... Uh, Late-breaking obituary of the day. We'll talk about Miss Liz Taylor in just a bit. we got the Sweet 16 sneaking up on us. little uh nit, the Knights of nit, the NIT tournament going on today. David Olson corrected my pronunciation. Not the, the Knights of Nit. It's the Knights of Neat from Monty Python's The Holy Grail. We'll check that out, but uh, we'll talk a little NIT basketball. we got the women's tournament going on as well. A little sneak peek into spring training. we got the hottest team in the NBA, the Chicago Bulls. And we should mention on the other side of the glass, our Rock of Gibraltar. Our regular producer, David Olson, taking a couple of days off. I'm not sure if it's probation. I'm not sure if it's... uh a mandatory suspension. I don't know if it's vacation. All I know is he is not here. And as I welcome in my partner, Joe Edwanski, Joe, I wish you could be here and look across the shining window that I am looking at and see our fine producer, Randy Myers. Say hi to Randy, big dog. What's up, Randy? Uh, I- I'm glad that, uh, you know, you've resurrected your career after pitching for the Cubs and the Orioles for all those years. Not that Randy Myers. Oh, you got the- I think our Randy Myers is left-handed. That one was right. Was was he a righty or lefty, Randy? No, he was a lefty coach. Okay, it was him he and Dibble. Thinker on the outside corner to the right-handed batter okay. all day long. All right. So it wasn't it him and Rob Dibble coming out of the bullpen, a part of the Nasty yeah. Boys for the Cincinnati yeah, and Norm Charlton. That's one. That's, ah, that's a three-headed monster. Very nice. Haven't had a Norm Charlton reference in a while here on the show. I appreciate that. Or a Norm Charlton. <laughs> Smartass. <laughs> Big dog, great to talk to you. Uh, and I, I will be out the next couple of days, so this will be the last time you and me will be together for a while. Hopefully we'll have some co-hosts checking in. We're still trying to put our schedule together, but don't you worry. The TalkZone.com will be here right for you. But uh, how are you, big dog? Everything good? And while I'm going, any activities you'll be engaged in that I need to keep an eye on? Yeah, I, I will. I'm going to have to concentrate on getting my reel and my resume together. Now, Coach, uh, you know you know I was up for that MLB thing. Well, yes. because of this, I've reunited with my boy Deuces Rogers, who's an anchor on ESPN. Uh, Doofus Roger? Did you say Doofus? What's wrong with you? What's his name? Deuces. Okay. What's, come on, Coach. <laughs> he's a, he's a real human being, believe it or not. Okay. okay. <laughs> but it's uh, well, he asked me to get all my reel and my resume together for him, mm-hmm. get to his agent. The problem is I didn't turn off the computer properly Uh-oh. last week, and I erased all my resumes oh! and everything on, uh, oh! on the nurse's computer. Wow. Okay. Which 
technically had been my computer for the last month. That's why all of a sudden I was actually getting job offers and stuff like oh, that for the last two boy. months. I've actually had a computer. Painful. So that's helped a little bit. You know what I mean, Coach? No, no backup system in place. Uh-uh. Ugh. So, but the way I'm looking at it, he said this is really important because sometimes he'll hand the stuff right back, his agent being like, no, I, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So in some way, maybe I have to make sure that this is pristine and I didn't just hand out the same stuff I've been handing out. But it has been getting the opportunity, so it couldn't have been that bad. Mm-hmm. Now, the so fact I that he requested a, a tape from you, does that mean he's got some potential offers? The big dog, Joel, Red well, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, not at all. As a matter okay. of fact, he said is in these, in these uh, down times, supposedly – his agent is getting much more um, like uh, picky with who he deals mm-hmm. with. He's like, I'm not promising anything, you know. So, but still, I wanted to have a nice little package for him. Okay. And it, it, it's a race. So that's what I'm going to be doing for the next. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides that, tonight I'm going to some place that I'm going to talk about how, what restaurants I like, and they're going to pay me 125 bucks when I come home. Really? That's going to that's take me about an hour of my time. Very and nice. Feed me while I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll probably charge you for the food. Be careful. They'll pay you 125 bucks and charge you 80 bucks for dinner. Thank, <laughs> thanks for coming. $280. Yeah. Now, is this a uh, internet production, television production? Will we be able to see you dining and uh, what do you oh, got? No, like, no, right? nothing like that. It's, uh, a, it's a survey group. So besides the survey group, I'm going to be working on this resume and uh, get, making sure I get the right real wow. stuff, too. So, that's not a bad yeah, that's gig. I'll be doing over the next two can, days. Can you get that job offer more often? You, you go to a restaurant, you, you oh, taste yeah, the food? I've been doing that stuff for, for the last, like, three years, Coach. Like once or twice a week, I'll, I'll go to some survey place. Uh-huh. Some, see, I got this one guy. He's a he's a, a Polish dude, yep. and somehow he'll say, "Hey, show up and tell him your name is Victor." So I'll just show up and I'll say, "Hey, my name is Victor," and they'll <laughs> like 150 bucks, and I give this guy like 40, <laughs> and then I go home. <laughs> you got more I mean, weird deals. Big doing this now for about about three years, coach, and, and I I probably do it about anywhere from four to eight times a month. Uh-huh. So that'll like pay my like my phone bill. Uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, for the whole month. You're telling me you showed up to some undisclosed location that specializes in in uh, consumer surveys, shall we say. Yeah, they're all you, over the city. And you, yeah. and you, there's some guy named Victor who's worked out a gig where he's actually signed up, but he's too much of a lazy ass to get himself over there. So he sends people to the survey place? No, 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 not at all. Let me explain it again, Coach. Please. You almost got it. But Okay, okay there's this one guy. I'll leave him nameless. Okay, Please. we'll call him Mikkel. His name's not Doofus. No. Okay. Okay, so just say his name is like Mikhail. Mikhail. Well, he's got like 10 IDs of of men, and they're all like, a lot of them resemble me. Okay. (laughs) So, like, he has, like, there's places all over the city of Chicago. Uh Hey, we want people who own a riding mower that have a really big backyard (laughs) and mow their lawn. Okay. Uh So this, I will call, like, it's funny because, like, I'll call up these people and they'll ask me the exact questions this guy told me to ask, okay? And it's funny is the people on the phone are leading me, too. They just want to make sure that they get their commission, they got the right person in so they can quit calling people. Uh-huh. And then I just show up and I say, oh, yeah, I like this lawnmower. And then, you know, they'll give me, like, $150. I don't know whether to be disgusted with Mikhail or <laughs> impressed with his entrepreneurial spirit. I guess the best way of describing it is a little bit of both. But that's amazing that people will dish out that kind of money for. Yeah, you know what, Coach? I'm not ashamed of doing it because there's. I mean, you, you no. gotta like pay your hey. mortgage and stuff. Whatever you know what it I'm takes. Absolutely. I, you know, I have like 15 jobs. Uh-huh. So 
That's another way to make money. All right, so t- tonight... I give it, my honest opinion when I go to these places, Coach. So yeah, I'm no. giving them real feedback here. And I'm sure, right. I'm sure, Victor, that they appreciate it. You ever get your names mixed up, by the way, when you're supposed oh, to be Victor, you, you give them a Mick Kyle or... Huh? You know, I'll ask him, what type of accent do I need to have? <laughs> no, you don't need any accent. No, no. You, I was like, I need some inspiration. Okay, so, so I'll uh, go there, like, I'll wear different glasses. You, you name it, Coach. Uh, I'm not kidding about any of this. That's really what needs to be, like, filmed. Job number, uh, Randy, I think in the times I've known Joel, this might be job number, like, 88. I remember when you were related to this, you were uh, hired to be a, a shopper. Right, you would go yeah, into yeah, a secret shopper. A, a secret, secret shopper. shopper. I still get requests to do that, but without the vehicle, it's pretty difficult. Uh huh. So and the con- I, I the concept there is actually a pretty good concept. You hire people like a Victor or Mikhail, my good partner here, and they go into a retail store and they pretend that they are a consumer, and they experience all that the consumer experiences, and then they relate back some of the good things, the bad things, everything from personnel to product. Right? That's the basic yeah, yeah, idea. But- I gotta tell you, they pay you like twenty five bucks, or they give you a discount on the product. Uh-huh. Only if you're actually buying that product is it worth the time and effort to do any type of secret shopping. So, if I'm going to have like four to eight extra days a month mm-hmm. in order to do some consumer stuff, coach, I'm going to do it the way I, I'm doing it now. The, the secret shopping stuff was not worth the hassle. Very good. Very good. People tuning in to catch our predictions for the Sweet 16 and to get the big dogs uh, early analysis in the upcoming opening games for baseball. And we're now learning a little bit about the secret shopper concept and <laughs> some guy in the Chicago area named Victor slash Mikhail slash whatever it is who's well, got a yeah. pretty good gig worked out where he pays you uh, 80 bucks and uh, you get 120, pays 40. He sits at home, makes 40 bucks probably from like 12 other victors he's got working around town. Oh no, yeah, I don't do it for anything less than a hundred anymore. I won't go into the city for any if I'm not oh. going to make more than a hundred dollars. Uh, what are you going big time on us, sir? No, no, coach, come okay. on. It's it's a long trip. <laughs> oh goodness! By the way, I gave you a homework assignment today. Again, Randy Myers, our producer, on the other side of the glass. Uh, you can give us a call. Phone lines open. You want to talk some basketball? We're going to start getting in a little bit to this week sixteen sneak peek. Make some predictions here. Don't worry, big doll. We are not going to do another together bracket. I got the hint on the last one. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. The phone number. It's user friendly. Sports talk radio. The good news and the bad news. When you call in, the good news is we'll get you right on. The bad news is you have to have a brief, very brief conversation with producer Randy Meyer, which can be, as you know, Joel, a, a rather painful process. Well, I don't know. I don't get to talk to him that much. Well, so I, I'm not. So you know, college is going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Suck it up and bear it. Okay. Yeah. It's like the, you know, it's like the occasional, he fills in as our producer, so not a regular. It's like, it's like the occasional visit to your physician. It's not something you want to do, but, you know, occasionally <laughs> once a year you have to do it. You turn and cough, you bend over and you, uh, bear with it as best you can. <laughs> do you really still have to turn and cough and bend over? Yeah. Really? Matter of fact, I'm going in tomorrow at 10 15. One of, one of many reasons that I won't be in tomorrow. Well, did you really have to tell me the exact time? Okay, by the way, that's that's only a day and four minutes from now, well, by the well, way. Will you be thinking about me? And the answer to your I, I, question... No, I will be. On, on accident tomorrow, that's not going to be a comfortable thought, to be quite honest. <laughs> Randy, any chance you can break into the show tomorrow about 10.15 and just, uh, you know, a one-minute pause of remembrance for the coach who at this very point, you know... You should you should play the double honk. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to your question is modern technology. Do you do still have to bend over? You no longer are required to turn and cough. 
Not sure if that makes you feel any better. When's the last physical you had, Big Dog? I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess probably a long time. Um, I'm thinking like mid nineties, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, see, that's not good. Because you are not a young man anymore. You're, uh, somewhere in the, in the mid to upper thirties, my friend. Now, I, I have had all like the hypertension and buildup of the arteries type checks, but I haven't had, uh, I haven't had anybody look under the hood mm-hmm. in a long time. <laughs> All right. I would highly so, recommend. Like, they do it with your eyes now. They can tell by the capillaries in your eyes, like, if how much buildup you have in uh, in, uh, uh-huh. in your arteries. So, When's the last time you had your eyes checked? I'm doing a little physical report. I'm going to guess also probably the mid-90s. What, are you kidding me? I can barely see, Coach. That stuff goes out for me all the time. That was, I haven't been two years ago. So uh, the next time I get contact, I'm going to get my eyes okay. checked, too. All right. So I have. Uh, so you're so taking. Probably going to be in about a month. I'm going to have to go do that. But you're taking care of your eyes. It sounds like a lot better than the rest of your body. Well, I, I kind of have to, considering yeah. I have 2,400 vision, and that's not a joke. Oof. I'm myopic. I can only see out of one eye. Wow, my my so who? I'm all jacked up in the vision, coach. You're my what? That's always been my downfall. I can't see a thing. So trust me, that's the only thing I got going for me is that I can. Everything's a blur. So if I lose that, I'll be in a lot of trouble. You should see me read. <laughs> Read stuff, coach. I have to put it like an inch away from my face. Yeah, I'm doing that now too. Well, I'm, I'm 38 though. <laughs> so, yeah, man. yeah, that's all right. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Okay. I, I really do have to get like a like a bunch of glasses. Okay. Well, we'll we'll keep a checkup on you. I'll make a little list of uh, doctors and pediatricians you should be seeing and make sure your health is good. We want you around. Uh, we got an award winning show and a great year plan next year, Big Doll. We want you to be around for it. Yeah, listen, Coach, I, I don't care if you get me a male doctor or a female doctor, honestly. I can care less. Just one prerequisite, skinny fingers. <laughs> uh, you are a sick, sick individual, big dog, and I'm beginning to appreciate you more and more. Randy, we did have a radio producer on the previous show that me and Joel did, and this guy, he would demand that his pediatrician, his doctor, be a, his physician be a female. Well, that was and, the only physical contact he got with well, the woman after his divorce. Yes, yes. It's exa- it was almost uncomfortable. Even before the divorce. He would make like once a month appointments to go see the doctor. It was really, nobody should look. cologne. <laughs> nobody <laughs> should look forward to a blood test as much as Kevin Aranda. did. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we get back to the sports page, Big Dog? Uh, please. But, hey, hey, Coach, I know you want to talk. Uh, NCAA uh, college brackets, and, I, and I do too. Not, I'm not trying to shun them, uh-huh. but I, I do think we have to start acknowledging a little bit more how incredible our NBA team is in the city of Chicago. Because the Bulls, right now, right now, are playing about as well yep. as I've seen any Bull team play over a short stretch. Yeah. The last two games in a back-to-back, are you kidding me? Derrick Rose doesn't have to play one minute in consecutive fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. I mean, how huge is that for the? Because like Derrick Rose is going to play the they're going to play the Boston Celtics coming up in a couple of days. He's going to have to play forty two, forty four minutes in that game. He kind of we need to make sure he's healthy. Well, it's been awesome mm-hmm. as the Bulls. No, notice how uh, when you made your description, you didn't say as well as they've played at any time in recent years. You said as well as they have ever played. Period. And you know Which, how big of a Bulls fan I am, Coach. And yeah. I'm going to say I've only been watching the Bulls like every day since 1981. Mm-hmm. But still. I included the Jordan years. I'm just talking over a short period of time. Let's not yeah. start saying they're the greatest Bulls team of all time. I'm by no means saying that. 
But, I mean, there there were some stretches, obviously, during Jordan and Pippen that were just mouth-dropping. And the last two days have been. How they've executed offensively has been unbelievable, Coach. And they were playing, they were playing at Atlanta. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks are a pretty good team, not the best team, but Joe Johnson, the, the boys could play a little bit of, what's that? They've seen the East coach. Yeah. And it was at Atlanta and they put in an absolute clinic. I didn't see the game, but apparently Big Dog, the second quarter was about as good as a professional basketball team can play. I think they hit one point where they hit like 15 out of 16 possessions where they scored points. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And this is no joke. Uh, it, when the score was 40 to 27, I turn over to my buddy Brian and I'm like, uh, they just put Corver in. Rose came out of the game. CJ Watson came out. I'm like, watch, they're going to just explode. And they did, they did a lot more than I predicted. A lot more. They scored on nine consecutive possessions. And, uh, and one of them was a three pointer. So they mm-hmm. ran off 19 points in nine possessions <laughs> with Corver on the court. And he was unstoppable. It was, it was beautiful, coach. All they were doing was either shooting layups or wide-open jumpers where you had to take them. And you know what happens when you take a wide-open jumper? There's always another, like, one of your offensive players there to get the tip in on the rebound. I don't know. Why is it, Coach? You're the basketball guy. How come when somebody takes a shot in rhythm with the offense, you're more likely to get an offensive rebound than, like, when teams are just hawking you defensively and you chuck it up? I I don't know why it's like that. You would think it'd be 50-50 no matter what. Yeah, I'm not sure I got a great answer for you. Maybe it's just your teammates have a easier anticipation because it's an expected shot and anticipation of where to go to for the offensive rebound. But okay. I'm, I'm not but sure. Did you get what I'm, does, doesn't it seem that way, though? Yeah. Uh, not sure I've totally noticed that. I actually got to think about that one. Okay. Wide, I'm going to lay that one on your table then. Wide open shots with good looks uncontested. You got a better chance for an offensive rebound than the bad shot. Off bounce. Well, no, no, not just off balance. It just seems like when teams are taking shots in rhythm, mm-hmm. they're more likely to get the offensive rebound. It seems like it just like good shots, even when you miss them, you, mm-hmm. they, you're more likely to get the rebound. Right. You don't have to dwell on it. Right. I'll be, I'll be watching for that. Later. NBA fans, you want to talk? Some Chicago Bulls fans here in the Chicago area, they are red hot. Indeed, we've created a uh, NBA monster of sorts in our Chicago Bulls. Who would have thunk it? Give us a call, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, you look back to the beginning of the season. You know, it's an up-and-coming Bulls team. Maybe we can get past the first round, second round. You know, definitely one of those teams to watch. Nobody, nobody predicted we would be at a phase where we are at right now. Not just with a good record, but playing, scary to say, but dominant basketball right now. It's amazing how good this uh, group of Chicago Bulls have played. Total surprise. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, Coach. That's just dominant. Uh, I didn't think they were just going to run roughshod over NBA teams. So, uh, I mean, things look really good. And I love Derrick Rose because, you know, he's like one of those guys where he decided that the NBA was going to be his career. That's how he's going to get paid money. Mm-hmm. And he's decided to try to get as skilled as possible at his craft. This guy shoots hours and hours nonstop before and after practice. He's always conditioned himself. He, like, runs sprints and then shoots 10 jump shots and then rest and then runs. You know I mean? Like, Coach, he's doing it the right way. You know, you're supposed to make practice difficult and have fun during the games. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Absolutely. And, you know, he's totally intense, totally locked in, and then he'll sit on the bench for a little bit, and he's smiling and enjoying the game. Mm -hmm. Yet yet leading, like being positive and leading. 
the Bulls are so lucky to have this guy coach. 30 points, 10 assists, 30 points, 10 assists, 29 minutes of play. I don't even think he played in the fourth quarter. 30 no, he points. Didn't. He didn't. Two games in a row, no fourth yep. quarter tick at all for Derrick Rose. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Tom Thibodeau has just about got it wrapped up in his first year as an NBA coach. Big Dog, go back in your little trivia catalog, if you would. How many NBA coaches have ever won Coach of the Year in their first stint, first year as an NBA coach? I'm going to guess that it's been done before, but can't be too I, I often. I look that up, but I don't really feel like it right but, now. But I would say unless they collapse, I don't want to you know, put you out or anything on behalf of the show. Would you agree unless they collapse, he... he He's got to be your coach of the year, right? Now. Yeah, I don't even think that's one of those things where MVP is still up for grabs. But uh, the coach of the year, I think, if it if it isn't Tom Thibodeau, yeah. I mean, well, if, if I, M- I can't I can't even consider anybody else really. Not not the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, uh, Richie no. Brooks. What's his name? Scott Brooks. Yeah, Scott Brooks. Yeah. No, it, I, I think you really got to go. Even though I got to tell you this, Greg Popovich. Popo. Yeah, I, I, it should be Thibodeau over that, but uh, yeah. does he ever win Coach of the Year, Popovich? No, he's, you, you know, expected. Yeah, he never wins Coach of the Year. He's like yeah. Bill Jackson was with the Bulls in the uh-huh. 90s. Yeah. So. It's, it's, you know, expected excellence year in and year out. It's very much like our show, Big Dog. We don't get the accolades. We don't get the awards. Our general manager here, Chris Whitting, the commander-in-chief, the rest of the executive staff here at the thetalkzone.com. You don't need the accolades, Big Dog. Okay. It's expected Excellence, we've come to expect it, and quite frankly, it almost gets uh, boring being an excellent each and every day. Yeah, yeah, but you know the throngs of fans. The hell create, am I talking so about? It's crazy because I really do need I need I need some bodyguard, I need some protection because I can't deal with all the people harassing me. Yes, time for autographs and yeah, attention yep. and stuff. Yeah, I don't so have that problem. People, I know it. I know it's tough for you, but I remember you talking back in your younger days before you became famous oh. that. Uh, you know, you appreciated having a stalker or two. You said you really haven't made it in this business till you got a couple of people stalking you. And uh, be careful what you wish for, because apparently you've got it. I, I didn't know they could be so relentless, Coach. <laughs> I, I guess, uh, you know, I, I, I missed that part of stalker and the dictionary when I had to look it up, because, you know, it's reactionary radio. It's also reactionary dictionary for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I did read that part of stalker. Yeah. It's a little scary. Now, in the past, you've had a, a couple of brief... They never lasted very long, but you've had a couple of uh, romantic relationships with stalkers of sorts. You know what? Why not? You know, yeah. sometimes, you know, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. The guy named Lenny was a little bit disturbing, but outside of that, most of them have ended on a fairly uh, comfortable note. Lenny, Lenny had some cash, Coach. <laughs> you know, he lived in style for a while. Wasn't, wasn't bad, I have to admit. Oh, goodness. 888-463-6748. That's our phone number. Lenny, don't even think about calling. We only want sports talk, folks. We don't want stalkers out here talking uh, NBA and our Chicago Bulls. By the way, I gave you a homework assignment yesterday, Big Dog, and I I did my homework assignment. I watched the video of Joshua Cribs and James Harrison. Did you do your homework assignment? Yeah. Did you call- they shouldn't have called that a foul. Thank shouldn't you. Shouldn't have called it a foul. Bad call. Yeah, it's a back home. Yeah. I can't tell you how many arguments I've gotten with people. Now, who, you do realize, Coach, I'm a stickler for the rule. you got to follow the rules. If it's if something, something, you do it. If something, But when it's a foul, it's totally different because that's up to your interpretation. It's up to you to decide whether it's, you thank know what you. I mean? And, and, yeah. And even though, just, you know, hey, if I'm refereeing and I see that play in the middle of the second quarter, the beginning of the game, mid-third quarter, I'll call the foul. 
I'll call the foul, but not with .8 seconds left. Guys, 93 feet away from the basket, late in the game, an NCAA tournament game. Now, many people will say you can't use judgment like that. Then you're putting you know, the game into your hands. You got to, you know, you got to call the calls like you see. If you call it the first minute, you call it in the last minute. Doesn't matter what stage of the game. I think that is complete garbage, big dog. But more, I'm amazed that more people disagree with me. That they think, hey, rules are rules. You have to no, no, follow no, no, no. them. I Rule, couldn't disagree. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. But people are don't. A foul is a judgment call. That's what people are getting, coach. I I agree with the people who say rules are rules, and mm-hmm. also as an official. A foul is a judgment call, whether if that was a foul we're stopping the game for or not. So yes, exactly. I'll give you an instance. This is like that. This is the, this little gray area where me, as a person who's a stickler for the rules, falls into your trap of you know you have to use discretion about what's yes. going on with the game. I believe you do. So yeah. I you believe you do. Let me, let me give you an example. I'm going to go way back. Famous, famous game on uh, Chicago's beautiful north side before they ever had a high school state tournament. Evanston High School taking on Nutrier High School. Both teams were ranked one and two, undefeated, end of the season. It was what back then, I think it was in like 1973, 74. They called that the mythical state championship game, Big Dog. Huge publicity for Clay Matthews, senior. Playing for Nutrier. Remember a guy named Mike Ken, a blocker for the Atlanta Falcons? No, I do not. All right. He was on the Evanston team. Future NFL. Might be a Hall of Fame. He's a great offensive lineman. At any rate. What's his name? Mike Ken. K-E-N-N. Oh, Mike Ken. Yes, I have heard of Ken. Yeah. All right. He was on the Evanston team. At any rate, end of the game was snowy, windy, final game, middle of November. Brutal weather. Nutrier's leading three to nothing. Evanston kicker goes to line up for the game-tying field goal. Kicks the field goal, a 25-yarder flag on the play. What's the problem, Mr. Referee? Field goal kicker did not have his, have mouthpiece, his mouthpiece in. And he, yeah, he had no mouthpiece. He deserved to get penalized. For now, it, my friends will tell me, said, well, earlier yeah, in the game, the referees had warned the captains and told the players, hey, everybody's got to have their mouthpiece in. So yeah. they think, hey, you know, guy was warned. Should have called it. It's his mistake. Now, now there's, you know, hey, technically, technically by rule, you know, you got to throw the flag and call that. That's idiotic, in my opinion, to no, throw no, the flag. I could totally disagree. Yeah. That is a tangible oh. question, no nonsense. The oh. kid did not have his mouthpiece in. Oh, the big players dog. were warned. He deserved to have a oh, big dog. That's, that's, Please. That's, I hate it. Coach. That's, yes, Joel. That's totally different than a foul 93 feet away from a court, which is a judgment call whether or not to foul. It was obviously a foul. He didn't have his mouthpiece in. It's, it's There's nothing not, you could do about it. You it's, had to shrug your shoulders. It's no. If I'm a coach or other team, I'm like, all of my team has been disciplined enough to wear a mouthpiece every single play. Of the, oh, every boy, that's real discipline. Game, so. Good job. Make sure your field goal kicker wears the mouthpiece. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it is a good job because you have to remember no. the little things that would make up uh, the big thing. Uh, that's a bunch of crap. Uh, it's no. not different, big dog. It's not different because no, in both situations, the Violation in tangible rule listen to me. In both situations, it's not different because in both situations the violation had absolutely zero effect on the play or the no, no, game. No, actually, so as a referee, with you, the kid getting hacked ninety three from the court had more effect on the play because that technically maybe yeah. you should have called it. You have to call it if the kid doesn't no, have you, mouthpiece in. Why? Yes, to kick born. a game tying field goal. Well, yes, I. Why do you have to call it? When he goes out on a football field, the ball might be blocked, and he might have to tackle somebody who's running with the ball, so he has to wear a mouthpiece. Oh, Joel. Yes. You're letting me down. 
This might no, be no, no, in the no. I, in I, the eight I and a half. Being true, if I'm an official, I call it too bad. Oh, you don't boy. Have to be something. In, in the eight and a half, nine, whatever it's, uh, it seems like about twenty at this point. Years that we've worked together, this might be the most disappointed I've ever been in you. Well, no, I hate to tell you, Coach. I yes. hate to tell you, this is only the second most time you've been disappointed with me because of the three times we've talked about this. Yes. The first time you were much more disappointed than me. <laughs> you're, you're easing up, okay? Yeah. I, I right. knew you were. So that's it's, now. All right, but at least you agree with me on the Butler pit play. Now, on the other hand, well, and again, a, but it's a totally different situation, Coach. It's, no, it's not. But yes, it let's, is let's because not, one right. is a tangible rule that you can see whether or not. A foul is a judgment call. Yeah, all right. It's not we, a judgment call whether or not the kid had his mouthpiece in. That is, okay. the kid did not have his mouthpiece in. He's penalized. All right. That's your opinion. We disagree on that. We could we could spend the rest of the show talking about it. We're not going to. On the other hand, I did watch my homework assignment to watch the replay of James Harrison and Joshua Cribs. we got to go back to the show that you say that I argued so vehemently when the show was being filmed by Robert the Rain Man. What's his last name? McCune. Yeah. Robert the Rain Man McCune, because I okay. did watch the play over again. Completely, I completely agree with you. Nothing wrong with that hit at all, and there's no way, no way, unless I am losing a couple of my bananas and maybe an orange and an apple on top of it, that I argued that vehemently on that particular hit. But you said yesterday I did. Well, okay, I got to find out, because I do remember on that show, we talked a little bit about that, so we got to find that show. There was also another show where you really went off on on Harrison. You went off on him, but, coach. But on that it, specific it was right hit, that time I think it was uh, like the show before that one too. So we have to watch both shows. Okay. Because as I, as I remember, it, it, disag- was, it was a couple day debate for us. I remember disagreeing with you vehemently on like the unprotected hit, the receivers coming over the oh. middle, defensive back tearing the guy apart when he didn't need to. But I yeah, watched you went you went off on the guy in the in the Eagles game. I forgot who they were playing right, well, that, across the middle. See, that's different. And but, you, oh, you know, well, you went off on Harrison too, coach, big time. On the, on the hit on Cribs or a yeah. different hit. On both of them, the Mastercoin right. did well, also. All I can tell you is maybe I'm losing a couple of marbles upstairs, but I did watch the replay, watched it over a couple of times. No problem with that hit at all. There was helmet-on-helmet contact, not intentional, clean play on the cutback, good tackle by Harrison. And I remember, like, I couldn't believe how, like, you were like, no, you've got to get that out of the game. And, like, we, we, were, we were mad at each other. I know I was but, mad. But, I was like, but all I, the guy was doing was playing football. But what would <laughs> shock me is if it was based on that particular play. Okay. Because I can't believe there may my... have been some confusion because I—that's the play I thought we were talking about. Okay, so I'm glad we can bury the hatchet because right. I was—I was—I was irritated at you. Yeah. By the way, on this show we call it cone fusion, not confusion. Thank you very much. Eight 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 four six. Bend to the will of someone who doesn't pronounce stuff straight. <laughs> uh, you can bend, all right. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog and a coach at your service. Producer extraordinaire David Olson out today. Randy Myers in. Randy, I did hear late breaking news. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I'm not gonna say one of the great actresses of our parents' time, but certainly one of the most famous actresses. And I think a two-time Oscar award winner. Big dog. I hate to break it to you if you ever haven't already heard, but Elizabeth Taylor, I do believe, passed away late last night slash early this morning. Oh, I've already, I've already had a, a brief moment alone with the young pictures of uh, Elizabeth Taylor when she was like 22, 23. Okay, you want so to talk I've, about? I've it? had a chance to say goodbye to her already, so I've moved on. All right. Anything you want to talk about it or? Oh, you know what? One of the few people on the planet that were were in movies that had more drama in their real life than on the screen. Mm-hmm. That, that woman's life. Oh my goodness! It's one of the craziest lives yeah. in the history. Like, HBO could do, like, a 20-part series 
just on Elizabeth Taylor. They wanted to. And it could be <laughs> phenomenal. A lot of husbands, I know that. She married Richard Burton, like, what, about six different times, it seems like? I don't like. know, but she, like, married people that were, like, on the top of the, of the of the Hollywood charts, and then someone in their family would die, and then she would marry the other person. That I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, like, her story is, it, it would take you, like, five hours just to get to the end, and you're just, like, your mouth will drive. And by the end, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what she's doing with Michael Jackson. Yep. <laughs> take it easy. Take it. But for the young kids out there, she was back in the day. I mean, like when I was a, you know, 12, 15, 18 year old in my parents' generation, she was arguably like the biggest starlet, if not star. I mean, I remember. Absolutely, yeah. coach. She was the biggest star in the yep. world. She was bigger than any male star. She was the biggest mm-hmm. star in the world. Cleopatra. Ooh. Certainly oh, one of her oh, big oh, movies. I'm going to have a moment alone again, coach. Take it easy. She looks good in that movie. Coach. Who's Afraid that, of Virginia Woolf, people. Elizabeth Taylor? Uh, she, as a childhood star, she won Blue Velvet. Oh, which, uh, heck yeah. She's adorable in that movie. Heck yeah. What? Yeah, National like Velvet. a little horse rider. National Velvet. Blue Velvet and Big Dog, I think, is another movie. And believe me, that girl is not Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, it wasn't? No. Okay. <laughs> no wonder so, why they misspelled the word the color blue. Nah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moment of silence, if we could, for the passing of an only 79 years old, not that old Elizabeth Taylor. Well, she's only 79? Only 79, still fairly young. Wow. Yep. So, like, when I was younger, she was still, okay, because, like, obviously, because, you know, I've got a mother, okay? So I, I know all about Elizabeth Taylor. So, like, around the early 80s when I became aware, um, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so she would have been just, like, in her late 40s. Absolutely. All right, there's your obituary for the day. We haven't had that for a while. Quite frankly, the month of March, which is rapidly moving along, it's been a slightly disappointing month for famous obituaries. But I'm sure the month of April... You get Elizabeth Taylor? Are you kidding me? You know what happens, Coach. Two more are going to pop off really quick. Uh And they all have to be in in the same level. Uh uh, So there's going to be two major people. Going with the theory of bad things come in threes, huh? Yes. Right. So we're talking like big time names, big names, uh-huh. and it could be like world of sports, world of politics. Yeah, Randy Myers uh, guessing that maybe uh, let's certainly hope not, but Charlie Sheet could be next in line. But let, let's let's hope Charlie gets back on the right track. I'm rooting for Charlie Sheet. A lot of you other know, people. I have you... not seen any of it. So the Charlie Sheen stuff, I have not seen any of it. Uh, so I, I, I'm not a follower of him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the. The winning and Tiger Blood stuff, even though everyone's talking about it, it is it worth watching? Mm-hmm. So you have basically ignored the Charlie Sheen, Sheen story. You've ignored the NFL lockout. I'm going to throw out a third story that I'm going to guess you're in the process of ignoring as we speak, and that is the Barry Bonds perjury trial that started yesterday. Big Doug, is that going to your ignore category? The United States government, again, wasting money on a bunch <laughs> of stupid BS. The man is a liar. He's a cheat. Any real baseball fan knows this. Hank Aaron is the home run champion with 755 home runs. Why are we spending millions of dollars to disgrace this man who's already disgraced? I could care less. Why waste the money on him, Coach? How many millions of dollars is it going to cost him to, to run this trial? It's ridiculous. You know, and Big Doe, your problem is you need you need to... I can't stand the man. Let's just leave it at that, okay? You need to stop being so much in between and tell us how you really feel. You know? Okay, Coach, I really, I'm really i sick of sitting on the fence for so many different things in my life. <laughs> All 
Oh, goodness. I think I agree with just about everything you said. I have zero, again, if it's between Charlie Sheen, the Barry Bonds trial, and the NFL strike, I don't want to follow any of the three. I might go Charlie Sheen ahead of the other two, though. No, no, I, honestly, to me, that would be because I would like to figure out if he's laughing at us or with us, or we're laughing at him. It's one of the three. You know what I mean? So. Well, I don't think it's an and or. you got a little bit, little bit of each of them. But, I mean, is he is he like a master manipulator, or has he lost his mind? Yeah, I, I don't think he's – I think it's more lost his mind. I don't think they're master – he may be trying to manipulate, but I certainly wouldn't put him at master manipulator. Drugs will do that to you, Big Doug, as you uh, can what remember from your are, early years. What drugs are he taking? Is he taking? Well, I don't know. don't know exactly, but certainly you've followed his career, and uh, drugs have been an early and oft part of it. Both medicinal and non-medicinal. All right. Can we get to the Sweet 16 now? Yeah, please. I'd much rather talk Chicago Bulls than Charlie Sheen. But I'll go Sweet 16, Coach. <laughs> yeah, no just problem. just a little sneak peek at it. Of course, the games start tomorrow. We should mention, by the way, our local team, Big Dog, playing in the Knights of yeah, the NIT Tournament. Northwestern Wildcats uh, take on Washington State. Let's uh, pass on some good luck to them. They've never made it to the Final Four of the uh NIT tournament, this would be as far as any Northwestern team has ever gotten. I know it's the NIT, not the NCAA, but a win tonight, Big Dog, and they're dancing at Madison Square Garden. Okay, so if they win tonight, do they cut down the, the net? Yeah, why not? That'd be the first time a Northwestern team has ever cut down the net, because have they ever won the Big Ten Championship? Mm-hmm. Have, they, have, the, have the Wildcats ever won the Big Ten Championship, Coach? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, exactly. So this would be the first time ever a Northwestern team can cut down the net. Ever, Coach. I thought last year, two years ago, they did cut down the nets and give the net to uh, Kevin Koble's mom, who had just gotten over breast cancer. Okay, well, the second time. But this okay. is a, a, a much different one. Okay. And congratulations to Mrs. Koble. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, by the way, the game's on. I was all excited to watch the game tonight. You know, oh, yeah, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. A 10 o'clock start from live from Washington State. Woo! I may be watching that game about 5.30 tomorrow morning, Big Dog. That's tonight, by the way? Tonight. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go to bed to, watching as Northwestern play for their for their college basketball lives. What better way? You can either watch Northwestern Washington State as you turn off the lights and fall asleep, or you can watch uh, the Elizabeth Taylor impersonator in uh, the movie Blue Velvet, spelled B-L-U. <laughs> it's your choice. Personally, I go Michael Turner, but it uh, depends on the mood. Uh, yeah, I would go. I would go Juice Thompson. Coach. <laughs> Thank goodness I got scared for a second. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Hey, do you remember uh, an NBA? He was a first round NBA pick out of Minnesota, kind of a bust. Michael Thompson. He did play in the NBA for a while. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, he was traded to the Lakers. Okay. In 1988, and wow. at that time, on that team. Hey, had... Let me stop. Stop a second. And, and Randy, you're kind of new to the new to the the Joel Redwanski experience here, but we've talked about your unbelievable knowledge and mind and trivia. Now, I throw out a guy that very few people can even rem- not only do you remember my, that I can handle, but how the hell in five seconds, seriously, are you able to recollect the fact that in 1980, the exact year that he was traded to the Lakers, big? I am seriously amazed. How, does that just it just comes out? I guess so. I guess so. But I mean, this is this is a pretty cool stat, though. That's it. They All had right. four. The Lakers in '88, after Thompson was traded there to the by the Spurs, 
They had four number one overall draft picks on the Lakers. Can you name the other three besides Michael Thompson? Because if I asked you the question, name the four, you would never get Michael Thompson. In a, you know, you would never get that in a million years, Coach. Nine, no, you're right about that. 1988, Magic Johnson? Yes. Wilt the Still Chamberlain? No. <laughs> in 88, all Wilt the Still was doing was laying down and he opened the door and then women just started walking in. Ah. <laughs> uh, wasn't famous NBA first-round bust LaRue Martin, I hope. No, 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 no. LaRue Martin was the overall pick in 74. He never they really made it. They had four number one overalls on the team. Yeah. Oh, one of them has got to be Olden Pauliness. Olden Pauliness <laughs> not a number one pick, but he was the fourth overall pick in the 1987 draft. Oh, I can't believe and that. And he was traded for Scottie Pippen. Olden Pauliness. Any diehard Bull fan loves the name because that means Scottie <laughs> Pippen's playing for the Bull. Uh, you. Your knowledge of trivia is unbelievably ridiculous. All right, how, who are the other two? Uh, one of them won the NCAA title in 1982, and the other one won three NCAA titles with UCLA. Oh, Jane, well, one's James Worthy. Yes. And the other's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, on one team. Wow. They had four number one picks, and three of them were actually pretty good number one overall picks in wow. the NBA. Sorry, so I thought that was a pretty cool uh, trivia question. Uh, very cool. Very cool. reason I brought up Michael Thompson is because the star player for Washington State is Michael Thompson's son. Oh, yeah, I did know that. I did know that, actually. Clay Thompson. Clay with a K, by the way, which is pretty cool. I'm not a big fan of the name Clay, but I highly recommend any uh, parents out there thinking of naming your child Clay. If you're going to go Clay, go with the K. It's a nice little touch to it. You go with yeah, the C, unless the kid is uh, particularly tough, he will be teased on a regular basis with a first name like Clay. And especially if you're a Bears fan, there's no reason to name your child Clay with a C. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll admit the guy is one of the best linebackers in the game nowadays, but the, no Aaron should be born as a Chicago Bear fan. Yeah. No, we don't need Jermichael's. You know, my buddy Joe Hogan. Hey, mm-hmm. what do you think, Jermichael Hogan? Yep. You know, I don't think he should go with and that. And if you're going to name your son Todd, whatever you do, don't pick the middle name Collins. Oh, well, no, 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 no. The Edwards. Have they sent him out to sea yet, Coach? No. I they don't know. But they should just, the, the park is, I mean, the soldier field is right there. Just take the boat out about, you know, five miles right in the middle of Lake <laughs> Michigan and just dump them out right in the middle. Uh, pull a, a little Sopranos on you, huh? Why not? Why not? Yeah. That from what to, I hear, quite... And, and, and kill them before they do it. Just, <laughs> just do it Quite the opposite from what I hear. Uh, Todd Collins is having... You know, eggs easy over at least a couple of mornings a week over at Mike Martz's house. So um, the relationship continues. What is going to be the assistant uh, to the quarterback quality control coach? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. They don't expect him to actually take snaps, do they? I hope not. Because, come on. come in. They, they, they already lost Dan LaFevre. They're having Todd Collins on the, on the yeah. roster. Yeah. Let's not lose Caleb Haney. No. I'm keeping him there because Caleb Handy said straight up, "Listen, I want I, I want to be able to compete for a number two job, mm-hmm. you know." And and if he hasn't won the number two job on the Bears as of how the last season is uh, set out, then the Bears are probably leading this lockout because that's how dumb the organization is. Oh, by the way, this whole can we get to the rule changes in the NFL, coach? Because you know I don't want to talk lockout. Well, we did yesterday, but uh, go go ahead. I, I I'm starting after I thought about it for a while. Here, here's what I'm thinking. You're now kicking the ball off. The Bears need to put Devin Hester back there more than ever because if you're kicking the ball off against the Bears and you're kicked from the 35, you're going to say, oh, Devin Hester's back there. 
we're definitely going to kick it deep. Well, if you're making sure you get it to the end zone, it ends up being a shallower kick, isn't it, Coach? Because you have to make sure you get it there yes. long enough. Yep. Well, if Devin Hester's back there and he catches it three yards, four yards deep, 99% of everybody else will be like, get down, get down. Will you take your chances with Devin Hester catching the ball three yards deep in the uh, on a kickoff return? It's one and of the easiest answers. One of the easiest answers I'll give uh, ever give you, and I'll extend it five, six, seven, eight, nine years. I, you've heard me say this before. I think yeah. one of the most simple strategies in all of football that is that is not followed. I just don't understand why more coaches, any level, I can't say high school because the high school rule doesn't allow you to bring it out. But a college or pro, I tell my guys, you get a good look. You're seven, eight yards deep in the end zone. Go! What's yeah. the worst that can happen? You get stopped at the 16, 17-yard line. Big deal. We're three yards away from the 20. But you got a chance to break it. I think more runners, more kickoff returners should take the ball out of the end zone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Coach. And especially if his name is Devin Hester. So the way I look at this is, in some weird way, I really want the Bears to sit back and actually visualize the game and see how it would happen, just like the way I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And be like, you know what? We, instead of having Hester on punts so they can kick it out of bounds and all other stuff, we put them on kickoff return. People would be afraid to score. They'd be like, we don't want to kick a field goal because then we're going to have to kick the ball to him. We could lose four points by kicking a field goal. I mean, <laughs> honestly, Coach, I think if the Bears – this is, I think, going to open up the kicking game in some weird ways. Even though they showed that uh, the last time it was at the 35-yard line, which was 1993, Coach, 74-93, mm-hmm. to 93, field, uh, touchdown returns were half of what they are since. Uh, they moved it to the 30 in 1994, mm-hmm. okay? But for the Bears, Devin Hester is so good, it would work the exact opposite. Uh, I'm not not sure I'm buying everything you're bringing here. Let me throw a little bit of cold water on uh, a slightly overheated big dog, Radwanski, who's ready for September 8th in the opening game right now. No, no, what there I'm might here... not even be football. What's that? There might not even be football. Well, let's <laughs> put that in the back I know, but, but we're getting you heating up here. I want to throw a little cool water on you. Here's, here's what some of the teams say that they may do. And it's actually going to work against the rule because they're putting the rule in so they don't have quite so many runbacks, which, uh, theoretically, the league says causes those great collisions that cause a lot of the concussions. Some of the teams are saying, hey, the ball's at 35 now. We can almost look at this as a punt situation and get hang time on the kickoff because we're so close. And instead of them getting the ball at the 25-yard line, we're going to get it up in the air, have them field it at the 2- or 3-yard line, and knock them back at maybe the 15 or 16. Well, well so, the coach, you're still getting it at the 20. What are you talking about? If okay, it's in the end zone now, the, the, 20. the new rule in the end zone will no, bring no, no, it no, out. You still get it at the 20, Coach. You, 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 they, Not, they, didn't do, they didn't do what they were proposing. It's still the 20-yard line. Well, they haven't made any official changes. They, the rules haven't put them put in yet, have they? No, no, it's it's implemented. So they did not come up with the rule bringing it to the twenty-five. Here's the, here's the new rules. Yeah, it's it's the, you kick off from the thirty-five. So I was the players so... can only have a five-yard head start, and the ball goes out to the twenty if they're if you kneel okay. it down. So they compromised. Okay. I did not realize. You know, I was so busy checking and downloading old Elizabeth Taylor movies that I was not aware that the rules had actually been put into place. All right, so okay. they so they compromised. That, yeah, that's in the place. The, uh, another rule that's put in the place is every single scoring play is under review, no matter what. You don't I like have to that. Waste a challenge. I like that. Okay. I like so that. You don't have you don't have to waste a challenge. I think that's a good good rule change. 
uh, there was another one that was kind of major that if I think about, I will let you know before the end of the show, Coach. But mm-hmm. there was another major one that you should at least know Is about. Is one of them they put in possibly that Lovey Smith must show at least two signs of life in each half? Did they put hey, that I'm not going to let you bash Lovey Smith anymore. I want to be in the minority in the city of Chicago and say Lovey Smith's doing a fine job, okay. especially with the talent that he's had since he's been the Bears head coach. Okay. I'm going to be in the majority and say that the team at times has overachieved and it has nothing to do with the fact that Lovey, Peter Sellers, and being there, Smith, uh, is the coach of the team. Okay, I'll, I'll let you get away with that because I don't okay. want to belabor the point. But now, uh, getting back to the point, the rule change does not affect what I just told you. I think the cold water still is going to go on your overheated body because at the 35-yard line, the kickers can now practice hang time, not on punts, but on kickoffs. I, I, but you're exactly right, Coach. And the Bears have – the one thing that we've known as Bears fans is this. So I, I'm going to throw the cold water back at you. Quit being a pessimist. The Bears always are ahead of the curve historically in special teams. As much as they've had offenses that have absolutely frustrated you and mm-hmm. made you mad yearly and consistently your whole entire life, They've also been unbelievable on special teams. The Bears are going to be one of the best teams okay. at pinning people inside the 20 because of this. Why? Right. Well, while we're throwing. Enforcing fumbles. See, I, w- I, w- I was not looking at it from a Chicago Bear standpoint. You're looking at it from the Bear standpoint. Me being the true professional that I am, I was looking at it league wide as a rule. Uh, for the National Football League. So you're right. And I, Specific- I agree with you. Good teams are going to do exactly what you say, Coach. Exactly. They'll be able to. Kick it into a corner, put the ball in a hash, kick it into that corner really high, and all of a sudden, you know, this team is frantic while they're getting yeah. surrounded by people. But, but don't forget, you only get a five-yard head start on the run now. Which is a good rule also. Mm-hmm. I like that. But 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 isn't that, instead of decreasing the amount of special teams runbacks, that might, in fact, increase it because kickers will try to get the ball up at the one, two, three-yard line and maybe get you down to the 10 or 15-yard line. You know what, though, but I, 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 there's going to be more touchbacks, Coach, I think. Okay. I really do think because a lot of times, let's face it, there's going to be a, there's not going to be enough good special teams that could actually do what you just said. Truly, think about it. I would have to say maybe like the top eight will actually be able to attempt it. And other than that, the rest of the people are going to be like, listen, we don't want to give up something big. If we can start that other team on the 20, mm-hmm. boom it through the end zone. Okay, good point. Good point. Big Dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock, spanning the globe here from Liz Taylor passing away to NFL rule changes to the Chicago Bulls, to the Big Dog's job situation, everything else in between. Tomorrow, Big Dog, uh, I will not be here, but uh, you'll be making your predictions, hopefully with one of our fine co-hosts. So we are I down think to the... I should probably take tomorrow off, Coach, for the simple fact of I have got to get all this stuff to my boy Deuces Rogers over at ESPN. Even more reason. Even more reason to take a sneak peek at the Sweet 16. I want to know what feel, what hunch, what urge that you might have for any one of the particular teams. Kansas taking on Richmond. We've got a couple of Cinderella's. Richmond, VCU taking on Florida State. There's the Butler-Wisconsin. Interesting battle there. Jimmer Fredette taking on Florida Big Dog. Can the Jimmer do it again? Or do the Florida Gators roll on? No, I'm I'm rooting for Jimmer, Coach. I, I'm rooting for uh, this dude that is just a joy to watch offensively, Coach. It, and I know he's selfish and he shoots too much, and there's times in the game when they're blowing people out that yeah. he's trying to get layups for his teammates. But 
he's awfully fun to watch. And I don't even think his teammates mind him ball hogging, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, because the guy's a, a pretty good guy overall. So He's got a little bit of that Steve Alford, uh, John Stockton thing, too, where the dude can play 40 minutes a game, be double and triple teamed, up and down the court, run around like crazy, and every piece of his hair is perfectly in place and not a bead of sweat to be found. No, he looks like he can play another game. Yeah. After he, you're exactly right. Yeah, he looks like he's coming out for, for a tennis match at the Valley Low Country Club. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> Remember how uh, Alford was the best at that? I mean, he would constantly be moving off of screens, cutting, swinging through an Indiana's motion offense. 40-minute game, you look at him at the end of the game, he looks like he could pose for pictures for GQ. Yeah, he, he was like that, Coach. It was pretty cool. All right, how about Butler and Wisconsin? I think that's one of the more interesting matchups. Uh, and I love the quote a couple of days ago, this year's Butler is Butler. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? But can they pull off another one? I sort of think they can. They definitely can pull it off. It's going to be a, a, a tight-fought game. Wisconsin is just totally efficient offensively, Coach. They, they seem to always do the right things, get things done. It, it might be whoever has the ball last. Look for a tip-in. I mean, it's going to be one of those uh, Rugburn-type games. Oh, coach. boy. For Butler again? I mean, they've already had two as dramatic a games. You're, you're telling the Butler fans out there who all aged about four and a half years in one weekend that they may have to go through more of the same this Thursday? Okay, 35-second shot clocks. Okay, Coach? Yes, sir. Think about this. Uh, teams that are ridiculously incredible on the offensive boards, okay, uh, efficient turnover-proof offenses, that means there's going to be about 20 possessions per half for these teams. Yeah, there's going to be no way that anybody can get out to a big lead in this game. Do you, do you understand? There's going to be a total of like 100 possessions in this game, total for both teams combined. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be impossible to blow another team out. So technically, you know what happens if a game's within seven with two minutes to go, it ends up being by one somehow. I don't know how it happens in this crazy tournament, but okay. yes, coach, last possession. There's a prediction from the big dog. Emailer David from Caruso. I don't know where Caruso is, but David from Caruso oh, wants to know how how the uh, the NFL rule change kicking off at the 35-yard line will affect the Wisconsin team in their attempt to beat Butler. Um, well, it should probably help them out. They got that strong running game, Coach. <laughs> Not sure where David from Caruso was going. Maybe he's getting his sports mixed up a little bit, but that can happen. Every once in a while. That can happen to anybody. San Diego State Athletic. Mean, lean, coached by Steve Fisher. By the way, take a look at Steve Fisher. I might have mentioned this before. The older he gets, the more he looks like John Wooden. I don't know if you've uh, noticed that or not. I will have to say, Coach, if you did put some uh, some really h- highly chic, like woman model glasses on him right now, he would look <laughs> just like John Wooden. <laughs> John Wooden is totally ahead of his time. Forty years later, skinny chicks are wearing his glasses, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love the coach. I mean, really, that's uh, phenomenal, Coach Wooden. Not sure if Johnny would be proud of that, but uh, you and me have talked about it before. You talk, you line up all the great sports people we've been able to talk about. Top five, maybe top one my, of both yours and mine's favorite sports personalities of all time is Jonathan Rodriguez Wooden. Period, Coach. For me, that John Wooden is my favorite yep. of all. Time. Yep. San Diego yeah, State taking on uh, Connecticut, though. Connecticut, can they keep? On do it at Big Doe. They got the great player, San Diego State, maybe better athletically all around, five V five. Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to agree with you on that. But I'm pulling for San Diego State's gonna get it done. I, I see them going to the final four coach. Okay. 
All right. Kawhi Leonard, I think, is their uh, star player. Six, seven. Bruiser, intimidator. The only thing he cannot do is shoot the ball. Well, that's um, okay, though. If you, if, if you can defend, you're always in the game. Mm-hmm. Because you can create offense through incredible defense. How many more cliches you going to throw at us here? All right. Kentucky and Ohio State, probably the marquee match of the Sweet 16. A lot of people were surprised that Kentucky, who struggled early, finished strong, won the SEC tournament big though. They were only a four seed. People thought they should have been two or three. Well, here they are, the four seed going up against the one seed. The marquee matchup, the Buckeyes take on the Wildcats. Big dog, you make the call. Okay. Well, let me see how many more cliches I can throw. But this is a clash of the Titans <laughs> and Kentucky's experience and tradition, along with their rugged SEC uh, tournament uh, stretch. They're going to uh, be able to give the Buckeyes a fight. But in the end, uh, the Buckeye superior inside-outside game will triumph over the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Was that Let me, enough cliches for you? That's not bad. That's not bad. That was cliche with some depth and uh, almost poetic license. That was well done. I was for a brief moment in time, Big Dog, and I'm used to working with you. It doesn't happen to me often. I was mesmerized by your prose. Okay, well, I'm going to keep it coming, <laughs> Coach, if you really... <laughs> Let me ask you a quick question. You mentioned tradition. I've always thought, you know, tra- tradition. Uh, tradition's overrated. When Kentucky takes the floor against Ohio State, none of those guys care about tradition. Now, maybe I'm missing something, but how does tradition play into who's going to win the game? Um, yeah, I, I think it's a little tiny intangible, possibly. <clears throat> maybe in, in a referee's unconscious. Maybe just in the fact that, like, a, a Kentucky player might go on the court and sometimes when there's a uh, a one versus a four, it's still a Cinderella. You can say a four. They, you know, they're the top sixteen team in the country. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, they have no reason to fear a number one, and they shouldn't. They yeah. really shouldn't. It's only a basketball game, but uh, you know there is, especially when it's the number one overall seed, Ohio right. State, who's thirty five and two or whatever the heck they are. Big dog, we gotta we gotta wrap up the show, my friend. The time has flown by once again. I will miss you the next few days. Behave yourself and uh, keep up the tradition of this show while I'm gone, will you please? I'll try, Coach. Thank you. All right, be good out there, okay? I shall. There it is, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. I'll be off for a couple of days. Still tune in. You never know what you're going to get, but you'll get some. How's that for a prelude? Randy Myers, our producer today. Thank you so much. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. Thanks for everybody listening out there. 10 o'clock tomorrow, same time. Don't be late. Have a great day, everybody.